it's really about that cash coming in, the cash coming out, but most importantly, the timing of it and understanding when that cash is hitting. So you understand at any given point in time what your bank balance should be and making sure that you're in a good place to be able to pay everything that you need to pay for. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So this week we are going all things financial and we're looking at what are those first steps in building your financial tracking. So I'm pretty sure that this is a topic you're going to be quite excited about, Pip. Am I right? Oh, I am so excited for this episode. I cannot wait. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So these are this is going to be quite a top top line look at, at what we are discussing, but There's a few things that we want to go over. And firstly, it's around tracking your finances, what you should be tracking, especially if you're not good with numbers. You know, what are the things that you really need to be looking at week in, week out that are going to give you huge clues as to what's happening in your business? So we're talking about, you know, different ways around things. If you are someone that isn't great with numbers you need to learn how to run a profitable business still. And we don't need to be scared of the spreadsheets. We don't need to look at them with fear, but it's just understanding what are the things that we do need to know and that we need to track each week. So we're going to go over that. We're also going to give you some good news that it doesn't have to be complicated. We're going to make this really simple and straightforward for you. And we're just going to start with the basics, the basics that you need to look at, because tracking these things will get you 90% of the way there in your first years. So I'm going to hand you over to Pip, who's going to give us a little bit more detail about what we're looking at. Oh, I'm so excited for this topic because... Just understanding your finances is so important in your business, isn't it, Georgia? Because if we don't know what's going on, we don't really have a business. If our business isn't making profit, essentially, if we think about it, we're kind of acting as a charity or it's our hobby. And I think so much of the time where we fear the numbers and actually we don't need to understand too much to really make some really good decisions in our business. It's just really understanding the basics and not overcomplicating. And the reason it's so important is that we need to know our numbers to keep in business. 90% of businesses fail due to poor cash flow, which is crazy when you think of that statistic. And most of the time, something can be done about it. And so therefore, I can't wait for us to kind of share those tools with you so you don't have to be in that place where you're really stressed about money. Because let's face it, being stressed about money is not where you want to be. You want to be out there enjoying your business. You also really need to know what's going on in your business so you can make decisions. Often we have a gut feel about something, but you need to have that data behind you to actually go, yeah, sales of this product are slowing down or is it just in your head because you've been working a bit harder and you're a bit stressed about other things. So you feel like you're working harder for the results or actually are the numbers telling you that and then you can go and do something about it. And I suppose there's also the fact that if you're not on top of your numbers and you're not saving the right amount of money aside, you could be hit with the surprise tax bill, which I'm sure many of us have heard the horror stories of and no one wants a big, massive surprise tax bill to come through and you not to have the cash available for it. So tracking will really help you understand how much money you need to save. So you're really prepared for this and it it doesn't come out of the blue. 
And then from a more serious perspective, if you run a limited company, it is a legal requirement for you to have good bookkeeping and accurate record keeping. And as a company director, you need to be on top of that. You know, you are liable for that. And not only do you want to do it because your business, you want to run a profitable business, but you do need to do it. And you need to be ensuring that you are submitting your tax returns and your annual accounts each year. And if you're a sole trader, you still need to do the same thing. And a big area that I think is so important that we don't talk about, especially as women running businesses, is to pay ourselves. If we know our numbers then we know how much we can pay ourselves. And so many people don't pay themselves enough. And we really want this to change, don't we, Georgia? And if you know your numbers, then you can pay yourself. So it's really worth getting on top of this as early as possible. You know, if you're unsure about your numbers, get support in this area earlier than you think and really make sure that you're set up for success. Because once you get these basic things in order, you really can run your business without it being super complicated, but it just gives you so much power to know that your business is actually working for you and be able to make adjustments really quickly if things aren't going quite to plan. So the first three things that we are going to think about when it comes to tracking our finances are the big three. So our sales, our profit, and our cash. Now, I know a lot of the time we focus on sales because that's the thing that's always all over Instagram, build your six-figure business, build your seven-figure business. But actually, sales are the bottom of the pile when it comes to this. So I think it comes back to that age-old saying, cash is reality, profit is sanity, and sales are vanity. We want to focus on our cash first, then we focus on our profit. And finally, still important, but slightly less important, we then look at our sales. So true. And I think it's really easy to get carried away in listening to business owners telling you what their revenue wins have been and how much money they've had come into the business. But actually, the two numbers, as you say, that really matter are around cash coming in and out and the profit. So absolutely, the first thing you need to get to grips with is the cash coming in and out. So looking at, okay, what are the expenses that I've got coming up? What bills have I got coming out? What subscriptions are suddenly going to be taken from my account? Who's putting up their prices? What cash have I got coming in? So that could be from sales. It could be refunds. It could be, I don't know, winning the lottery. <laughs> it could be any of these things. <laughs> we're, we're looking at the money that we we know is destined to hit our account and the money that we know is destined to leave our account so that we can see exactly where we are in terms of cash flow. No, I totally agree. Because once you know what's coming in and then what's going out, you can then figure out, okay, I have this amount of money left. And then you can start thinking, is this enough money to cover my upcoming bills? Do I need to put some money aside now because I'm going to have bills next month, which I can't cover? Do I have a big tax payment coming up that I need to start saving for my monthly team costs? It really helps you then start to make those decisions. And it also helps you make those decisions. You know, if you're deciding, am I going to pay for, say, my Zoom subscription, I'm going to pay the annual fee, which is a little bit cheaper, but it's more money in one go. Or do I need to pay a little bit more but over the course of a year, so I'm paying monthly. And by tracking that cash coming in and out, it helps you make those decisions because it's it's really about that cash coming in, the cash coming out, but most importantly, the timing of it and understanding when that cash is hitting. So you understand at any given point in time what your bank balance should be and making sure that you're in a good place to be able to pay everything that you need to pay for. Yeah, absolutely. So then you're keeping track of 
kind of your standard monthly cost. So you know, actually, what do I need to cover every month as a bare minimum to to keep afloat? But also, as you're looking at those numbers coming in, as you said, around the tax bill, this is a big thing to factor in and something that I think people really get sidetracked by. What I like to do is look at the value of every sale and automatically put 20% of it into the tax folder, into the tax file, into the tax account. So it's there ready when the tax bill comes in, because actually that can be a massive chunk to suddenly need to pull out of a month. So if we know it's coming, we've already prepared for it, then we might even have a little bit left over from what we've put aside. So really thinking about, are you going to be able to pay that tax bill? And then actually just getting really used to taking action around your account. So every day, just logging in and having a look at what's gone out, what's coming in, getting used to seeing that, perhaps using a cash flow tracker if you're not into spreadsheets. You know, there are so many different ways that you can look at and keep an eye on money coming in and out without having to make it a big deal. And if you bury your head in the sand and don't look at it, it just becomes a bigger and bigger issue. So my first thing would be to get used to either every day or once a week looking at your accounts and seeing where you're at. So true. And if you get used to looking at your bank account, you'll very quickly pick up if a cost comes out that you're not expecting or you're unsure of. Rather than three months down the line, you're looking back and trying to figure out what was that? Was that something I actually spent money on or was that something that came out accidentally? And you just have that real gut check. And so it's such a good place to get into to really understand your numbers like that. And then once we've really sorted out that cash element and that sort of day to day, can we keep our business really afloat? We then want to focus on profitability. And this is something that I'm so passionate about because there are so many businesses which bring in great revenue, but you're spending, you know, 200K to make 210K and you're only walking away with 10K profit at the end of the year. And instead, we should be walking away with 100K profit at the end of the year. We should really be thinking about that profitability piece and understanding that you've got the sales coming in, which we'll talk about shortly, but also really understanding where those costs are and keeping those costs under control and making sure that our margins on everything that we're selling are big enough to allow for all these costs that we need as part of our business to run. And so there are two kind of areas of profit that you want to be focused on. And depending on the type of business that you're looking at, you'll focus on different things. But you want to understand your gross profit. So that's your sales coming in, less the costs of actually delivering your product or delivering your service. So for product-based businesses, it's going to be around that 50% margin. For a service-based, it's going to be super high, you know, 95, 90% plus. It might even be 100% if it's just you delivering. So it's just your time delivering. And then also your operating profits. That's the complete bottom line. All of your money, your revenue coming in, less all of your costs. And that's your overall profit. And that, especially if you're a service-based business, is really important for you to be looking at because that's essentially what you can take home at the end of the day. That's, That's your pay, right? So you really need to be starting to think about where costs are coming in with your business. And once you've got an idea of those costs as well, it will also help you plan for your tax bill because your tax is calculated on your profit, right? And so once you understand what your profit is every month, it's a lot easier to help plan, as you say, for that big tax bill and put enough cash aside each month to ensure that you're going to be able to make that tax bill at the end of the month. It's also, and I know we talked about this, and I think episode three, really thinking about 
your ROI when it comes to costs. And this all ties into your profitability. If you're spending X amount of money, what are you getting back from that cost that you're spending something on? So that expense, what does that mean then in terms of sales coming into your business? And this all ties back into your profitability again, because if you spend say a thousand pounds on ads are you getting that five thousand pounds back in that sales or seven thousand pounds back in sales and that ties back into the profitability piece because if we're spending three thousand pounds on ads but we're only making three thousand two hundred in sales it's not very profitable right so we we really want to be understanding where that sits now the easiest thing with this is definitely ensuring that you get support to make sure you've got a good accountant. And then the biggest thing is to keep up with your bookkeeping in time. Now you might outsource that or you might do it yourself, but don't wait all year to understand what costs are coming into your business. Make sure that you're keeping a track of that really regularly. So whether it's weekly or monthly, you want to make sure that everything you've spent money on is going into that accounting software so you can understand what that bottom line profit is for you at the end of the day. Yeah, so important to keep on top of that because actually that is the best way that we're going to take more money home is to really think about how we narrow down on those costs. And if you don't know what they are, then you're never going to be able to improve on them. So obviously then the third thing we're looking at is the sales and revenue. So this is the exciting number that you see bandied around. And we're definitely trying to obviously build the amount of revenue that we are or the number of sales that we're doing each month or year into the business. But I would also encourage you to look at those sales and think about how you are focusing your time into the areas that are generating the most revenue. So this is mainly an example for sales-based businesses, but something I love to do with my clients is to look at their different offers and the numbers that they are trying to, or they're forecasting that they'll generate from those different offers, and then looking at the different time and activities that go into delivering those offers. So that is not just your time coaching the client, but for example, you may have You may have one-to-one coaching that you sell at a particular rate. You have one advert that you pay for that. It's an incredibly successful advert that brings you lots of business. You're not actually having to pay very much for the advert. So your revenue is high in this area. And the amount of time you're having to spend to deliver this revenue is relatively low considering what you're getting for it. Then you might have another offering, which is perhaps a membership. And in this offering, maybe you are adding in a million different ways of supporting your clients, all of which are taking up heaps of yours and your team's time, but actually you're not making a huge amount of sales or revenue in this area. So then you can start to think about, okay, where am I putting all my team's time and energy? And is it worth it? Is it in the right revenue stream? Or should I actually be looking at spending in an area in a time, spending time in an area that is going to generate me more revenue and more sales for less time? So we're back to kind of the ROI in a way, but we're really focusing on, okay, where is my revenue coming from? And, and if this area is really successful, how can I put a bit more time into that to make it even more successful? Oh, 100% agree with you. I think a lot of the time we're trying to do so many things and so much effort. It's that 80-20 rule, isn't it? That 80% is coming from 20% of our work. And if we can figure out what that is, we can run leaner businesses, we can make more money and we can work less, which ultimately is 
you know, what we're trying to help women achieve is to create a business that really allows them to have that life outside of sitting at the laptop all day, chugging, chugging along, trying to make sales. Another thing I think with sales that a lot of small businesses face is really understanding where your sales are at. So you can plan for when you hit the VAT threshold and some people will hit that way sooner than others, but you need to be planning for that because that will affect your profitability if you haven't factored VAT if you're in the UK or sales tax if you're in other countries into your products. So you want to make sure that you're there ahead of time and you've got all the right bits in place and your accountant's prepared for when you do hit that VAT threshold. Really interesting that you talk about that through VAT threshold and being prepared for it. If someone is in that gray area where they're getting close to hitting the VAT threshold, any wise words in terms of what they should be looking out for to make it the best transition? Either do they stay below it or do they just aim high and go above? Great question. And that's definitely something that I know a lot of people worry about. They feel that they should kind of really watch where they are and not bring in sales. I always believe that as people who are trying to build successful businesses, that you should not let the VAT threshold stop you doing anything. Unless you are planning on maintaining a business at 80k a year, just below the VAT threshold. Don't worry about stopping sales come in to grow beyond the VAT threshold. Because in my mind, the VAT threshold is really the sign that you have a real business, because that's the point at which the government's coming in and taxing you in a different way. So it's really the sign that you are at a point where your business is starting to get to a place where you're scaling up. So don't be afraid of the VAT threshold. But the things that you can do to really make sure that it's a really smooth transition is making sure you're talking to your accountant and they should be reaching out to you before you get there. And if they're not, then maybe you need to find yourself a better accountant, but also making sure that you're really tracking your sales coming in and your costs going out. And you're in that routine of that regular bookkeeping, because that will then mean that going and doing all your VAT quarterly returns will be a much smoother process. And the final thing on that is to also make sure that you have factored that into your pricing, because it will cost you more from your accountant once you start doing regular VAT returns because that's more time. And so you'll probably have to pay your accountant more. And also you need to make sure it's factored into your pricing. So start thinking about it before you get to the VAT threshold, but don't let the VAT threshold stop you from growing your business. Amazing. Thank you. Fab. And if any of you listening feel completely lost when it comes to finances or feel like you're not a numbers person, and this is so much information, I have a really great free tracking spreadsheet that walks you through how to track your profit, your cash and your sales. And you literally just plug those numbers in and it does all the work for you. So if you'd like a copy, DM me at Pip Harland and I will shoot one over to you. It's amazing. Loads of information, but Perhaps you could give us a bit of an example of, I don't know, why you would track all of this or what it looks like when you do or or a success story from someone actually tracking their data. Yeah. So one of the things that I often find is that people are really good at tracking their sales, but they're not so good at tracking their cash and their profitability. And if you're growing quickly, this is where you can get into problems. So I've worked with a number of clients where they've scaled up very, very quickly. They've put a product out and it's really taken off. And that's amazing. You look at the numbers and you're like 150K in the first year, you know, half a million the second year, 2 million in the third year. And you think, 
brilliant. This company is doing really well. They must be making lots of profit. It must be fine. But the problem is, is often if you grow really quickly and you don't have the planning behind, your cash literally can't keep up with your growth because you need to be paying for either products to then sell to bring in the revenue or team members to support you in offering the services which then bring in the revenue. And so this is the case, you know, with both product and service businesses, it's a little bit more for product than service businesses. But that is where you really need to think about your cash planning in advance and making sure you have that cash to either buy your product so you can then make more money or bring on those right team members so you can then scale up your services. So it's really thinking beyond just the next month. It's thinking you know, a quarter ahead, a year ahead and where you're planning on getting. And that's really where people being smart about this, bringing in cash at the right point, then really scale really, really quickly. Honestly, it's so important. And I think it's at questions like this that we encourage people to ask themselves all the time. You know, like we're always waiting for our business to really take off and like loads of new sales to come in. But I do think you constantly be having to ask yourself, what would happen if that did happen? Like, how would I prepare? Where am I at? In terms of team, finance, time, all of that, like what would need to change for you to be able to manage that successfully? Or how do you need to plan ahead for your inevitable success? Let's face it. Okay, so this has been super interesting, Pip. Can you leave us with just a little top tips of what we actually need to do going forward from now? Okay, so first things first, track your cash first your profit second, and your sales third. You can get away with not knowing your sales numbers every week, but you do need to know your cash numbers every week. How much cash have you got in your bank? And do you have the money to pay for your upcoming bills? And then the second thing is to get curious with it. Start tracking. It doesn't need to be complicated. Just start looking at your numbers and get that feel for it because you don't need to track every single number in your business. It's really looking at the number in your bank account, how many sales are coming in and how many costs have gone out. And if you know those three numbers, you can make decisions. You can feel safe because you know that you can pay for things coming up. And then you'll start to really understand your business, how it ebbs and flows. And then as you grow, you'll find that very quickly you start tracking far more information. But it's really about starting simple, getting really comfortable with the basics and not being scared and hiding because I promise you when you start looking at it it actually it's pretty fun to watch everything come in and out and look at trends on a spreadsheet and go okay I know what to do now these numbers they're telling me what to do and isn't it cool to not think what decision should I make you can look at the numbers and the numbers will help you make that decision and that's just the coolest place to be in your business knowing that you've got that like supporting hand there which which are your finances Thank you for listening to Simplified Scaling. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And if you know someone that would love this episode too, why not share it on your stories? And don't forget to tag us. We love it when you get in touch. Head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We can't wait to hear about your business.